This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Learn more about the country's reliable domestic sugar industry at sugaralliance.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Congress is back in town this week after an Independence Day hiatus, but the week's farm policy action actually began about 1,200 miles away in Kimball, Minnesota. Former National Cattlemen's Beef Association President Don Schiefelbein hosted the House Ways and Means Committee on his Minnesota farm for a field hearing on trade and supply chain issues in agriculture. Schiefelbein offered up a major supply chain issue poised to impact animal agriculture in the near future, California's Proposition 12 animal housing law, and its restrictions on interstate commerce. Prop 12 from California is a perfect example of people three generations removed from agriculture dictating how livestock should be raised. This short-sighted legislation not only hurts the manner in which livestock are raised, but will substantially increase the cost of food. As I'm sure each of you is aware, increasing food cost is the single most painful tax you can place on the poor people of this country in the world. I urge you in your incredible influence to be mindful of the impact of agricultural policy has on a hungry world. Minnesota Farmers Union President Gary Wordish also encouraged lawmakers to keep a focus here at home as well. As a corn farmer, I value exports for grain, but I would much rather turn that corn into ethanol at a local cooperatively owned plant than export the ethanol and byproducts. This is just one example of how we can build on our strengths by adding value to what we produce locally. Finally, I believe that finally, I believe that if farmers are going to earn a stable, fair living, international trade should be viewed as a supplement to strong, competitive domestic markets. The hearing is held in the home district of Ways and Means Committee Republican Michelle Fishback. Capitol Hill leaders are back in Washington for the next three weeks before the traditional August recess and have appropriations debates and Biden administration nominees on the agenda. The House and Senate Appropriations Committees have both advanced bills to fund the Department of Agriculture and Food and Drug Administration, clearing a path for floor consideration of both bills should chamber leadership decide to act. Appropriators are hoping to advance individual bills to avoid automatic spending cuts triggered by the June debt ceiling deal between the White House and congressional Republicans. USDA Deputy Secretary Nominee Xochitl Torres-Small is also scheduled for a procedural vote in the Senate early this evening. You can check out the outlook on the week's agenda in our Washington Week Ahead on agripulse.com. Also online, former Congressman and current National Rural Electric Cooperative Association leader Jim Matheson is concerned about the capacity of the country's electric grid. The NRECA CEO joined AgriPulse Open Mic this week to discuss that and many other issues, including the incorporation of renewable fuel sources into the nation's fuel supply. With the bulk of the country's electric grid still fueled by fossil fuels, he says transitioning elsewhere should be done cautiously. I'm not saying renewable energy can't be a valuable part of a broad portfolio of generation. It, it can come in at a really low cost at times and, 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 and be a valuable part of that portfolio. But at the end of the day... The backbone of the system is what's always there. It's all about reliability. He says the existing grid is also looking at major challenges. Higher volume electric vehicles and other new uses of electricity. You know, we keep building new data centers every day. Boy, those use a lot of electricity, too. And the grid, and I'll use it in the broader definition of the grid, both the generation sources and the transmission uh, grid, uh, it's at the breaking point. 
we need to be investing in, uh, in making sure we have adequate generation and also adequate transmission to get that electricity to where it's needed. Matheson also discusses rural broadband and more in his open mic interview on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's 11,000 sugar beet and sugar cane farmers produce sugar under some of the world's strictest safety, labor, and environmental standards. The country's sugar industry supports 151,000 good-paying jobs in two dozen states and contributes more than $23 billion to the economy each year. Learn how the U.S. benefits from having a reliable domestic sugar industry at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.